Kemkem, and thank you so much for taking part today in our house sit chat. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Lamia. This is, this is wonderful. I was more than happy to participate. Oh, well, it's an absolute pleasure to chat to you. I mean, you've been a client of House Sit Match now for a few years. Yes. And uh, we really appreciate you sort of choosing your house and pets it is through us. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, I've had nothing but good experiences. So, you know, it's a no-brainer to just keep on with something that works for me. So. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, I know as a, as a travel blogger yourself, I mean, your, your fabulous travel blog next um, expiteoflife.com is just wonderful. We always enjoy those stories and especially when you tra slow travel across Europe. I mean, you have such a wonderful taste in the places you visit and of course the food you sample and share with us. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I enjoy. I mean, there's nothing I love better than traveling and my husband, thank God, enjoys the same thing. So it's been wonderful and the best thing we probably ever did was move over to this side of the pond, so to speak, because we wanted to explore Europe especially. So this gives us a chance to actually go and really spend time there instead of coming from the U.S. where we had like two weeks of vacation and it was all like, by the time you get over the jet lag, it's time to go back. So this has been great. It is a different quality of life, actually, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. in Europe, yeah, you're able to, to really just kind of sample a, a different sort of way of existence. and. And your travel is really fairly unique because you tra slow travel across Europe at the moment and you've lived in a number of countries. I mean, do you want to tell us a little bit about where you've been? Well, when we left the U.S. Uh, six years ago, like six years and a half, actually, our first stop was to Malta because I really wanted to stay close to his family in Rome. And... I didn't, he didn't want to move back to Rome. So we were kind of looking for a place that would be close enough. And Malta just fit the bill because they speak English as a, as a first language as well as Maltese. And it's only an hour flight from Rome. And I'm originally from West Africa in Nigeria. So for me, it was, always, it was also great because it was only a, a six hour plane ride as opposed to the old ones that I had was 12, 18, sometimes 24, depending on the layover. So, you know, it was a win-win situation. And after, after we got bored with Malta, we love the island, but it's true what they say, you really do get island fever. And we happened to get that <laughs> after about 15 months. And we just one day said, you know, it's time to go, but where to go? You know, Cause I'm like, I only speak English. He doesn't want to move back to Italy. Where do we go? Yes, yeah. so I just took a pen and just went doop onto the map and it landed on Malaga. And so that was our, um, our first stop after Malta. And we were there for about seven months, but we just didn't love it. So we decided to go on to Sevilla because we visited a friend for the weekend and we absolutely loved it. We lasted in Sevilla for two years. The first year was great. The weather was wonderful. I'm like, why is everybody complaining that it's so hot? It's wonderful. It was dry heat. <laughs> And then the second year, I'm like, oh, no, we need to get out of here. I'm not staying here another year. So we wanted to find someplace with the water, you know, close by. And that's how we um, came to Valencia. And, you know, we really, I keep saying that I felt like Goldilocks looking for, you know, and I, I found it when we got to Valencia. It's just the right size because we both like Madrid, but it was just too big and too expensive. And Valencia just fit us to a T. And... 
so far so good. We're going on our third year now. We're starting our third year. So <laughs> this is it for us, at least for now. <laughs> Sounds like Valencia is a magic formula there. I mean, I yeah. love your blogs and the festivals. I mean, the food, it's just extraordinary. It sounds like a fantastic place to have a, well, a city break, even if people are house sitting for you, it's a wonderful place to visit. It's, it sure is. You know, um, some of the sitters that we met through House It Match have actually come back on vacation because they really enjoy, um, they really enjoy Valencia. It's really I don't know what, how best to describe it. Barcelona is huge and everybody loves it. Madrid is huge. Valencia just seems like a mixture of the two and it seems a little bit more authentic Spanish to me, at least, you know. And there's just something really special about it. It's not huge by any means. I mean, after a while you're like, okay, you've done pretty much everything, but then everything is walkable or bikeable and we just love the quality of life. You know, we're getting used to it and we just, we really like it. <laughs> Well, you're a great promoter, I have to say, for the city. <laughs> Wait, in fact, I oh no, <laughs> myself your next house sit. Say say one more time. I'm going to try and book myself your next house sit. I think. Good, I you're more than welcome. You know, we've been we've been trying to meet up for the past four years, so maybe right. we'll, you know, Valencia will actually make it happen. Where we, you oh, know, more than welcome. <laughs> and, and to that point, now you've always chosen house sitters over boarding kennels or dog hotels because you have two dogs that you take with you everywhere. Um, they're like family, I know. So, so why have you chosen house and pet sitters rather than another alternative? Well, you know, I think a lot of times when we, when we were in Malta, we actually used kennels to because we found this one lady who was just absolutely wonderful with the dogs and she decided to open a business you know we met her through a friend and she ended up opening a business and it worked out well but when we moved to Spain I like the idea of like not having the dogs go elsewhere especially the little one she's really like she's got issues like she likes her own space she's like an old lady she's 12 years old and she's a mixture of everything so she likes her own set cases and she does have um epilepsy so it's not very it's not very strong when she has the seizures but anything strange really you know will set her off and if she's not used to the same thing so that was when i came up with the idea of like maybe we should try house sitters instead because they get to stay in their own little world and it's worked out fantastically. I mean, now if she has a seizure once every six to eight months, it's like, you know, nothing before she was having it quite often every time she went away. So it was very kind of, it was traumatic for her. So I prefer it this way. Mm, well, that's great. And is there anything in particular that you look for in, in house sitters? I know people sometimes if they're new, to house sitting and their homeowners and pet owners, they think, well, how could I possibly choose? You know, it's online, I don't get to meet them. They don't get to meet the pets sometimes. How would you choose? What do you look for in house sitters? Well, truthfully to me, when, when I get applications for house sitters, I mean, the first thing I look for is the language. I kind of tend to read between the lines. A lot of times people write you and they say things like, I want to go to Valencia or, you know, wherever you are, Rome or, and they talk so much about where, why they want to visit that place. 
And I'm like, well, that's all good for you. But for me, I only care about my dogs. So if they don't really ask me how my dogs are, like how can you take care of your dogs? I mean, everything should be about the pet. And then you can say afterwards, yeah, it'll be good to be there too. But it's amazing to me how many people actually write you and I just throw those away. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't do me any good if you're having a good time. I want you to take care of my dogs. So I think a lot of people forget that that's where they, they're applying for the house sick. And so that's the first thing I look for. And then I tend to, and I know it's not fair, I know, you know, whatever, I, mean, I don't care. I tend to go for slightly older people, only because some of the agencies that I had used before, when they're younger, they tend to not care too much. Like, it's just like, yeah, whatever. And I don't like that kind of attitude. I take it very seriously because these dogs are my family. So I want people that will be attentive to them. So I see older people, they tend to be a little more caring. They're not out there partying and, you know, I look for that kind of thing. And if they're a couple, it's better. I don't even mind. I mean, you know, um, our first house sitters with you were actually, was actually a family. I don't know if you remember that. It was an Australian family with two kids. I don't care, you know, if you have kids, that's fine. I just care more about the people, getting a sense of how they are and how they'll act with my pets. And then of course, after that, you know, I'll proceed to having a, um, a Skype, call just to see that my first instincts were right or whatever and i admit like lately i do depend on you a lot too because i know once you vetted them you know people that have skin in the game when you have when you have sitters that are from i wouldn't mention the name but you know a company that was free on both sides sometimes you get what you pay for and to me when when sitters don't have any skin in the game I've had people call me up and say, hey, you know what? I met this guy in Barcelona and I'm going to go meet him. And they leave my pets alone. And he's like, I'm going to leave tomorrow. So we were in Japan when this happened. And we had to find somebody to sit for them for three weeks. So it was a lot of money. It was a lot of, you know, unneeded worry. And thank God we knew somebody from our vet's office. But things like that happen. But when people have skin in the game, and they, both sides are paid, which I think is a good thing, then they care more about what they're doing. And I think that makes a... So I'm a little more relaxed once I even see the people that are coming through because I know you better than them. You know I depend on you because I, you're so easily accessible to me, which is great. I love it. How many times have I said, Olivia, I don't even know. I don't want to write this thing. And you're like, you know what? Let me take care of the ad. Let me do this. So I appreciate all that. And that's what keeps you coming back and keeps you talking about it to everybody that I meet. And it's been wonderful, at least for me. So. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, we love having clients like you. Uh, obviously, you're collaborative, and that's what we think is the best thing, really. People are open-minded, but also ready to kind of listen to suggestions and, and play the game. You know, I think the ID um, verification is really important on both sides. As you say, the fact that people have to pay whether they're house sitters or homeowners. It just means that there is a vested interest for everyone to make it work. But also it means we can afford to run a professional site. And that's really important, especially these days with online issues. You know, we, we manage all that professionally and that's, we take pride in that. 
I just, I mean, you're doing a fabulous job and it's been absolutely wonderful working with you. And I couldn't even imagine going anywhere else because I can't get any better service. It's just wonderful. And I don't mind paying the fee because I know what I'm getting is absolutely worth it. And what the other side, the sitters are getting also, you know, sometimes people complain and say, well, I think it should be free. Well, why? I mean, you're running a business and you know, there's a saying you, you have to pay money to make money, right? You just can't expect everything for free. Unfortunately, with the internet, it's like, oh, I can get all the information for free. Fine. But if you're running a business, I certainly hope you, you know, you want to make a profit. So I have no problem with that. And they shouldn't either. Oh, well, thank you. Um, one of the things I've always asked, I wanted to ask you really is, uh, you've had a lot of house sitters from us and um, you, you must be used to have a routine now, you have a way of briefing people, you obviously have an instinctive way of interviewing them to understand if they're going to be suitable yeah, for the dogs in your home. But um, one of the things I want to ask you is, with all this experience, how do you help them settle in? Is there something that you do that helps them get the feel of the place quickly or, or introduces them to your, your cities? Any special sort of suggestions you might have for other homeowners who haven't done it as often or even ever before? Well, the first thing we do, like when I, when I um, accept a, a house sitter, I have them tell me when they're going to come in. I try to arrange them to come in a day before we actually leave for education, a day or two so that we can get to know each other. So we try to make it like in the afternoon. So um, my husband, who loves to cook, I mean, he's like an Italian chef without the degree or something, you know, so he always has a nice Italian meal for them. And... We, you know, we get to talk and chat and from the Skype interview before, there's already a familiarity. And then a lot of them read the blog also, so they get an idea of what we're like. So once they come in, after we have lunch, I tell them the routine of the dogs, like, you know, her pill, when she takes it, this is what time. And we like to walk around the neighborhood, show them like the, the good places to eat, or you know the grocery store how close it is and Fede usually that's his he takes it very seriously and he'll he'll take everybody and this is the grocery store this is this and you know this one has the best food and so that kind of, of things even though there there is food in the house but sometimes we eat a lot of Italian food so sometimes people don't want to cook that so we just show them around the city and what needs to be seen or what must be seen we tell them how long they can leave the dogs for, and so they can arrange their time outside. I mean, we're very lucky that the dogs don't need to be, you know, overseen every two seconds. They just like to sleep, and they just like to, you know, stay close to you, and that's their thing, you know? So you leave them alone, and they leave you alone. They don't really bug. So it's been wonderful. Actually, I think, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Eden. Oh, yes. One of the house sitters from you. She has sat for us for 31 days. And she, you know, when we came back, she's like, I heard your dog bark three times in 31 days. In a month. Wow. Yeah. She's like, I couldn't believe it. I thought you were kidding when you said that. I go, no. You know, she's like, somebody came up to the gate, like the man like came, you know, the bark. Usually they just walk around, they just look, they don't care. They don't want to be bothered. They don't bother anybody. And we've been in this building now for three months. And we went down and the old man upstairs was like, oh, you know, you have dogs? I'm like, yeah. It was a shock. 
<laughs> they didn't know. So that kind of thing, they just like, you know, they just like to live their lives and the left alone. So it's been, it's been great. And so when the series come, they see, and then um, sometimes we have them, like for now, the sitter that's actually come in in a couple of days, I told her, I think it would probably be better for you to sleep in our room because of the way the setup is when they go. So that way you don't have to wake up during the night because uh, the setup we have now, it's a lot easier for them to go out and whenever they want. So there's no problem. So we just talk about that kind of thing. And it's been working out perfectly. I think if you're prepared and you, you, you have like the routine that the dogs do, you can have it written down. But I have so few that I know I should write it all down somewhere, but I, but I don't because it's like, okay, give us the pill and do this. And it's like four things and that's it. So it's been really good. It's worked out very well every time. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Really, really. Uh, they sound like a really easy pair of dogs to care for. Yes, they are. My husband calls them mongoloids, and that's exactly what <laughs> And while you're away, obviously some of your trips are long. Do you like the sitters to keep in touch? I know some homeowners are not very fussed. They say, no, as long as everything's okay, I don't want to hear. But other people like to be in daily contact, to have photographs and so on. Where do you sit on the, do you sit on the fence or are you? I am, I am one. And this is a problem or are you keep in touch? No, I'm one of the former. I do not want to hear from you unless there's something wrong, you know? Right. Um, because there is that trust between, there has to be mutual trust between the sitters and the, the owners. When you're doing it, it's a job, you know? It's a wonderful job. And it's something that you like doing. And I believe that you can do it. So I know that you're doing a good job. I don't need to check up on you. If I was uh, working in an office, I don't want my boss or my coworker or, you know, people that go by checking up on me every second of the day. I don't need that. And the dogs are fine. And that's, you know, but if there's something wrong, we usually leave a name of somebody that can call, like, you know, if something happens and there's an emergency or you need, you lock yourself out or whatnot. This person has a set of keys. But it's never happened that they actually need Oh, there was one time where they they had a, a where she had a I don't even remember what it was now, but she had to go to the vet and he contacted us. But I mean, leave me a note or send me an email once every couple of days, three or four or five days or whatever, just to let me know everything's fine. But if I don't hear from you, I assume everything is fine. So just so let me know. News. Say it again. No news is good news. Exactly. That's me. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Well, that's good to know. It's always good to know. Um, so uh, where is your next travel adventure sort of set for? I mean, uh, you say you're, you have a sitter arriving in a couple of days. When can we expect the next fabulous episode of netlife.com? Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Um, we're up to it's nothing exciting, really, for us. We're going to visit his family in Rome. Um, and then we're going to go on to, to Florence from there and probably the little uh, town of Perugia. Uh, so that would be the next, uh, the next adventure. I'm trying to go for more off the beaten path travel now because we've been to Rome so many times. I think people are probably like tired of seeing things about Rome. 
but unfortunately they're gonna get it so, <laughs> so we'll do that and then um i'm looking forward to florence again we've done it before but you know some i always believe like if you have uh a good time somewhere it's more than perfectly okay to go back i don't need to be counting how many countries i've been i don't need to be going to all this one you know this one-off if i had a good time i'm more than happy to to um, return just like the sitters you know when i have great sitters i'm always the first one to say you know let me know when you're going to be back in this area you're more than welcome and we've had sitters from you that have sat for us two three times like you know there's a couple from new orleans they've sat for us three times and we we have no problems because i think when you find somebody who's actually valuable and makes you, and enhances your travel and your life and makes your life so much easier you know why wouldn't you have repeat customers but speaking of that actually there was a a, a lady that um have sat for you i think and she applied for one of the seats that we have coming up and unfortunately we weren't able to accommodate her but i really got along with her and so we talked and we skyped and we're like you know what when do you have time i asked her yes. <laughs> and, you know let me know when you're available and we'll actually make time and travel around your time so it's great so in January, I think we're gone for about a month, you know, thanks to her, she's, she's available then. So we're going to make it happen. And that's one of the things I love too, you know, if you, that's, that's my advice to homeowners. If you find somebody, even if you can't use them that time, but you get along, keep them in mind for the next time, you know, and contact you, contact, you know, the person and have them in mind and have them sit for you. It's a win-win situation. Oh, that's great. Well, it's, it's always good to know that the, the sitters you've found certainly are quality and you enjoy their company, but also you're willing to have them back. That's wonderful news. I mean, I think that's testament not just to the quality of the sitters, but to the homeowners as well, if I may say. So thank you. Thanks. <laughs> and thank you for being such a, a really a collaborative um, member of the community. You really are. And it's, it's great to know. And I mean, you've mentioned you've traveled to and obviously across Europe, from the States, but also you've had people from all over the world in your own home. So it's travel sort of whether you are um, going yourself or receiving people or writing about it. So it's really, it's wonderful to follow you. Uh, and we look forward to your next um, issue of nextbiteoflife.com. So thank you very much. And thank you for taking part today. Oh, thank you so much, Lamia. It was wonderful. I'm more than happy. Anytime you need me to do anything, just let me know. <laughs> and hopefully, like you said, we'll meet somewhere down the line, right? <laughs> I really hope so. I'm looking forward to meeting you face to face and maybe having a glass of wine in Valencia. Who knows? Oh, good. <laughs> You're more than welcome. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much again. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>